Welcome to my mom's podcast. Hi, I'm Marisa Calderon, and you're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast. I'm capturing the early childhood journeys of educators, including discussions and strategies on best practices for children, birth through third grade, and sharing them here for you. Hey guys, thanks for joining me again for another podcast episode with Early Childhood Journeys. This time, I'm bringing you Isabel Garcia, Master Social Worker with Unlimited Potential. She is actually the program director of that uh, program here in South Phoenix, um, Unlimited Potential is located at Brooks Academy School on uh, 32nd Street and Broadway in South Phoenix. And they are going through a transition right now where they're hiring an executive director, I believe. But um, she was under the previous executive director when she was doing her intern work. Um, Lorraine Maya Salas was executive director before. But I wanted to bring Isabel Garcia because as the program director, she is also in charge of overseeing the early childhood classrooms at Unlimited Potential. And without giving too much away, um, we're going to get into how uh, the early childhood classrooms work with their program. But I wanted to share this inspiring uh, Latina, this inspiring uh, MSW. You can tell her passion for social justice, for empowering her families, for empowering the teachers is a big focus for her. Um, So I hope you enjoy the conversation. And um, information about unlimited potential and how to access their services i'm going to post it on the show notes but it's on their website at unlimitedpotential.org so we're here today um, with isabel garcia she's an msw at unlimited potential now unlimited potential went through some changes if i'm um, if i'm correct here so um just to give you some give uh, our listeners some background um the Alessi Group is a is an agency that I contract with, and Alessi Group is also housed at Brooks uh, Community School, Brooks Academy, here on 32nd Street and Broadway in South Phoenix. And Unlimited Potential is a program that is also housed amongst other agencies here at Brooks Community School. And in the past, um, I've actually done some side work with Unlimited Potential in helping their early childhood environments mm-hmm. um, a couple of years ago with the classrooms. So that's kind of our background with the limited potential, mm-hmm. that connection. And then since then, we've had this um, kind of amazing relationship with a limited potential. And um, so we were kind of bummed. Well, no, we were bummed that Lorraine, the past um, executive director, uh, moved, but it was for a good reason that she moved. And so I'm excited to present to you guys. Isabel Garcia is uh, one of the new hires here for the program. So tell me a little bit about your role, Isabel. Yes. Uh, well, first of all, thank you, Marissa, for inviting me to speak in your podcast. Um, yeah, so my name is Isabel Garcia, and I'm uh, the new program director here, here at Unlimited Potential. And uh, for as long as I know, um, Unlimited Potential has never had a program director. It's always been the executive director who works directly with staff. and. Um, it was extremely difficult. It was, yes. <laughs> As you can imagine, uh, Lorraine yeah. uh, had to do the work of both an executive director and a program director. Yeah. And so when um, Lorraine announced that she was leaving UP, uh, the board of Unlimited Potential decided that we needed to do some structural changes so that when we hire a new ED in the future, in mm-hmm. the near future, um, we have a structure in place that will prevent um, 
many of the issues that yeah. we had. Because it was she was absorbing two positions right, essentially, right? Right, right. So now it's split into the executive director yeah, and the program director. Yeah. yeah. And I and I'm sure this is something that happens with all small nonprofits. Oh, yeah. Where it's, you know, understaffed and all hands on deck. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and that's literally how it is um, still, but it's gotten um, a lot better. I've been um, so I've been now working directly with staff, and right now the board is kind of serving as the interim executive director. The board has taken a lot of those um, uh, tasks yeah. and responsibilities that Lorraine uh, was doing as the ED, and so. Uh, yeah, I work directly with our staff. We have our early childhood development. I was going to tell you. So tell me about what UP is. So for those yeah. of us that um, haven't heard of a limited potential, tell us about you know who you guys are and um, the services that you guys provide. Of course. So unlimited potential is a nonprofit. We've been in South Phoenix for thirty two years. Yeah. Um, we started off um, at a Baptist church on Central, south of Southern. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually relocated to Brooks about. Um, three or four years ago. Okay. Yeah. And um, so our mission is to help families who suffer indignity reclaim their hope and self-worth. Wow. And so one of the, um, the main way that we do that, that we achieve our mission is through education. And so we have um, a family literacy program, an early childhood development program, and also a leadership development program. So our family literacy program consists of ESL and GED classes for cool. adults yeah. and parents and then our early childhood development program offers toddler and preschool classes uh, for the children of the parents in our ESL and GED classes. And our leadership development program is a is a promotora program. Mm -hmm. So alumni of our ESL and GED classes become promotoras, who then uh, receive a little bit more training to be advocates um, and health promoters. Would you say, so for my non-Spanish speaking audience, promotoras is like a mentorship type of thing? Yeah, um, it's more of a, like a leadership advocate. Okay. Uh, yeah, so promotora means promoter. Yeah. Yeah. So it's someone um, who um, promotes, our promotoras specifically focus on health issues cool. and health inequity. Yeah. Um, so we do a lot of uh, work around uh, food justice issues, mm -hmm. um, a lot of substance use prevention, and, and and we do focus on the advocacy piece, on how to um, build on natural leadership skills of our residents so that they can become advocates for themselves, for their family, um, across all areas of life, right? So yeah. at, in their in their work, at, in their children's school, in their own schooling. Um, so yeah, that, that's in a nutshell what Unlimited Potential does. It has so many um, awesome services. Yeah. I wish I had, I remember when I first learned about UP, um, I think I was working full time at a crisis center and um, I wanted to get more involved. And I remember telling Lorraine, I'm like, I, gotta, I need to figure out the time because I, this is such a wonderful program mm -hmm. that's right up my alley with advocacy, yeah. education, and really dealing and supporting our, really our marginalized communities that's as right. well. That's right. Yeah. Um, that's how right. Do, how does the community or the parents, how do you guys connect with them to tell, to how do they learn about your services? You know, how do we get them um, 
into your program. Yeah. How does that work? So um, it's interesting. Unlimited potential um, is like the best kept secret in South <laughs> <Phoenix>. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not after I know, today. I know. Yeah. Um, so we've uh, gotten our uh, participants largely through word, word of, of mouth. mouth. Yeah. It's participants telling other folks about us and and people just um they either visit the office or they call us um and and that's been the way we've yeah. marketed is by participants going out and and telling uh their families their friends about us and and we get uh folks from all over the valley mm-hmm. uh we have folks driving in from mesa yeah. from avondale from even scottsdale uh, so it kind of speaks to the uniqueness of unlimited potential and the services that it provides. Well, and it's so wonderful because the, the parent can take the classes and they have the on-site child That's care. right. That's right. Um, which is a huge hurdle for a lot mm-hmm. of parents that want to continue with their own development. That's right. Yeah. It's, uh, we're, we try to eliminate barriers yeah. or, or lessen barriers and, uh, childcare is a big is, is a one. big one for a lot of families and and we do serve uh, primarily first and second generation Latino immigrant families yeah. Yeah. and and that is um, usually one of the top uh, reasons why um, parents say that they chose to choose a limited to to come to a yeah. limited potential even if they're driving like 40 minutes oh yeah you know yeah and it's because of the early childhood component and it and it's not just child care as you know it's no. it's a structured yes um learning experience yes. and it's a kindergarten readiness yes oh program. no it's not baby it's not like a babysitting service no. at all mm-hmm. yeah we i remember going over that with the teachers um is it is it free or is there a cost there is a cost uh there um for the ESL classes, it's um, two hundred dollars for eleven months. Okay, which is uh, awesome. Yeah. If that includes childcare, by the way. Well, and the early childhood development component um, is an additional one hundred dollars okay. for the whole year. For a year. And yeah, that yeah. Makes it worth it. Yeah, so it's not it's not too um, expensive. No. We're still uh, one of we're still like the most affordable. Um, for English second language right. classes, oh yeah, right, and yeah. for GED, yeah, yeah. Um, and our program is is for a whole academic year, so from August to June or May. <clears throat> um, and so it's not it's unlike other programs that um, we do a whole year instead of you know eight or twelve week blocks. Yeah, so they're that, they're more condensed. I feel like yeah, the other ones. This right. was a nice academic year. You right. get the content at yeah. a better pace. That's right. Yeah. And and we can really um, focus on building a sense of community, um, and really building the advocacy skills and that that we're trying to instill. Yeah, you can go really deep with those issues. That's right. Yeah, yeah and um, um, and do a lot of you know raising critical. You know, consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, so that's that's really what we're trying to do. And we're using education as a way to, to build that critical consciousness. And it's very relationship-based. It is. It is. It's all... I noticed that, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. All of our all of our staff are former participants. Yeah. So we hire... Really lovely. We hire our own participants. Um, so that cultural competency piece is there. Um, and it is, you're right. It's all relationship based. The parents come back because they have such a good relationship with our staff. Yes. I re- and I remember dealing, um, working with some of your parents and 
Um, you can really tell the sense of community mm -hmm. that they had and sense of family. They were so inviting. Mm -hmm. um, right. And even on the days that I wasn't going to be here, I remember them saying, oh, Marisa, you have to come on such and such day because we're going to have we're going to have this celebration or this is going on. And um, so I really, really appreciated that. And you can tell also that the kids in the in the early childhood program were extremely happy. As yeah. Well. yeah. 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 And and for. Uh, most of the kiddos, it's their first time oh, yeah. <laughs> being separated from their mom. And yes, that attachment. Yes, I remember having uh -huh. to uh -huh, cope with that and right. learning the strategies for that. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. it's interesting that like it's it, it manifests in both the child and the parent mm -hmm. because, you know, for the parent, it's also the first time leaving their child with someone else. And so... I think that sense of trust, yeah. uh, confianza, oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. it builds rather quickly because by the second week, kiddos are like, bye, mom. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like they know they come in and they know the routine. Yeah. They know what to do. Um, so it is. It's it's really relationship-based and it's trust-based. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember that. Did you always think you were going to be in this role like an MSW? I want to go back to your story and how you began your your MSW. Now, I'm going to I I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory about me um for our listeners. So, before I was doing this independent consult work with the Lessey group, I worked for over about 8 years at a crisis center. Mm -hmm. And my job was to oversee the early childhood and the residential component, the okay. mental health component mm -hmm. um, of the program. I was the uh, program manager for um, Crisis Nursery, which is now Child Crisis Arizona. Um, so the children's shelter had um, different early childhood folks and uh, master social workers mm -hmm. going through their ASU you know, program. And I had to, to train a lot of people, including the MSWs. Mm -hmm. And I remember going through that and I'm like, oh my God, you guys, you guys have to do this, this, and this. I mean, you got to get paid more. I mean, a lot of the um, responsibility for that, um, something that I was like, wow, I wonder if I should maybe change my, my, um, focus. But at any rate, I have that crisis background mm -hmm. for so long. And then I saw, you know, you're an MSW as well. And I'm always curious to know, um, what brought you to that? Because that is a, a very, um, it's a heavy position. Yeah. Yeah. It's a heavy position. Um, my family always teases me that I don't, I might not be like an official social mm -hmm. worker, but I'm like the family mm -hmm. trabajadora social. Yeah, they look yeah. at it like that. Yeah. Um, just because of the communities I've worked with, but it is a very, it can be a very heavy position. Mm -hmm. So how did that come about for you? Yeah. Um, so let's see. So in, in my undergrad, so I went to ASU and I majored in family and human development cool. and psychology. So I did a double major and I knew, um, I thought that I wanted to work directly with kids. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone starts like that sometimes. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and in my last year in my undergrad, I I had decided that I wanted to continue with school and I wanted to go to graduate school. Um, and so I started researching to see which graduate programs uh, would be a good fit. Um, ASU has like an early childhood intervention. Yeah. I don't know if it's a certificate or an actual degree, master's degree, but I was exploring that because okay. um, 
like I said, I thought I wanted to work with kids. I thought like human development was just incredible. I was really interested in that. Uh, kids are fascinating. Yeah. Um, and so I started doing research and I um, spoke with a lot of my professors and um, I knew that I thought I wanted to do more direct practice stuff, like mm -hmm. directly with children and families, <clears throat> especially around early childhood intervention. Yeah. Uh, but um, I guess in my heart, I always had a community perspective. I always came back to like, but it's important to focus on more of a systems, yeah. you know, not just the individual, but Train the whole family. Piece. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that kept coming up. And so one of my um, psychology professors said, it sounds like you want to have the, the freedom to do direct practice, but also community work. And so I think social work would be a better fit than like counseling or yeah. um, even the early childhood intervention, yeah. with ha which has a very, you know, Direct, focused yeah. um, purpose. And so I looked into social work and I really liked what I was reading about it. A social work focuses on, um, on marginalized yeah. populations, vulnerable populations. And, and so I applied for them, a STEMU program at ASU and I got in and I started um, my classes and uh, and the more I was involved in the program the more I fell in love with the profession mm. and I really I really believe in the values of social work yeah um, I, I do believe that social work is about healing and justice yes so it's about helping uh, families um, who have suffered injustices heal yeah. Uh, and then also focusing on that advocacy piece on how do we change the systems that are creating uh, these negative community conditions yeah. that are yeah. affecting the health and well-being of, of our vulnerable populations. Oh, that's so inspiring. I remember going through a huge social injustice piece for myself and my own professional mm -hmm. growth, for sure. Yeah. Um, what was your first, like, because during your um, master's program, did you did you have to do a volunteer like um, service? Yeah. Like, what was your first type of job? Yeah. That you went for? Um. So the MSW program at ASU requires two internships, mm -hmm. two year long internships, and so my first internship because I still thought I wanted to do direct practice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been a while. To, oh, just to completely yes. make sure I was yes. on the right track. <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Part of our journey. Yeah. Um. No, but it was good that I had those experiences. Yeah. My first internship was with um at an outpatient behavior health clinic oh my uh, for okay. children yep oh um, for children yeah for oh, children okay. yeah i was a case manager <sighs> and i actually after my internship there i got hired on um and i stayed there for about two years i mean i was a case manager yeah. um and that really opened my eyes to um, the behavioral health system, to the child welfare system, yeah. to the education system, the criminal justice system, like all of these systems oh, these that intersect, intersect. Uh, with kiddos. You but know? yet they, they, they work in silos, right, but they need right. to talk to each other. And, and yeah. that, that was the challenge yeah. that um, if you have a kiddo who um, is in foster care, um, is on probation, is having... It needs an IEP, mm -hmm. like, and it's, it was, it oh, was yeah. hard, you it know? Was very heavy work. Yeah, very heavy that. work. And um, that's when I, I, and I started to realize as, as I was working with, with 
the families on my caseload, which were largely immigrant families, yeah. um, Latino immigrant families. And I started realizing that what these families needed was more, um, they needed system change. You know, they yeah. needed, uh, we need to change the, the systems and the policies that are uh, bringing uh, these families to these situations where they need help, you know. Um, and so that kind of changed my focus from more direct practice, uh, which I also found out that I, I'm not that good at. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I, I, I mean, maybe I, I say, well, that's not my strength. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm like, I can strength. survive. I can, I can, you know, right, meet meet standards. But I'm just not. That's not my strength. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe in the future, I sure. might look to more a counseling yeah. or a therapist role. But I, I really wanted to focus more on like a systems per- perspective and what they call macro social work. Yeah. Instead of micro, which yeah, is more focusing on the individual, individual. Uh, macro social work, which is more focused on um, the policy, community. community. Yeah. And so um, <clears throat> I did the, the macro social work concentration at ASU, which is policy administration and community practice. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. And so um, I did that um, route. And that's how I got introduced to Unlimited Potential. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. My second internship I did here. Yeah. And I I pretty much just shadowed Lorraine Lorraine. and I helped her. Um, So I I actually didn't really work with the teachers in my internship here. I was working directly with with Lorraine and I did a lot of um, evaluation work, um, a lot of like internal organization yeah, policy work. Yeah, yeah. So, and I fell in love. Um, the, the, the people who unlimited potential serves is my family. Yeah. And so I felt like this we can is connect where, to them. That, that's right. And so I felt like this is where I need to be. And I've been there ever I've been here ever since. I, I love it. I, I find your story so inspiring. Uh, Cause I could have easily gone that route. Me personally, mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, with Lorraine, um, how did you, how did you, I mean, mentoring or working alongside Lorraine? I mean, she, she's such a visionary. Mm-hmm. She yeah. really, she really is. How did you find that experience? What was something that was the most helpful that she, um, perhaps that she taught you and you didn't know before? Yeah. So, um, yeah, Lorraine, I learned so much from her and I, I still, continue to learn from her. I think one of the more important things that I learned from Lorraine and from working at Unlimited Potential that has really stayed with me so far is, um, you know, having a very critical lens, um, you know, always questioning why do things exist the way they do? And where are the points of entry for someone to intervene to um, become uh, change <clears throat> agents, you know? Um, so unlimited potential, um, takes, a a popular education approach yeah. or a critical, um, like it's based on critical theory. Sure. And, and so that, that's really what uh, I continue to, to, to learn, um, or to, you know, to continue to build my knowledge on, um, is always question why, why are things the way they are? And, and, um, and Lorraine's really good at that. Yeah. She's, she's a really good teacher in that she doesn't tell you the answers. Yeah. 
she lets she why why do you think it's like that do you think that's the best way like uh why did you do it that way mm -hmm. and and so that's uh, that's something that i continue to to really try to foster within myself always questioning why and she yeah and it's the the energy level too that she brings to right. the task at hand i always right. appreciated that yeah <clears throat> and i think it's important to recognize like you as a, a you know a latina in this in this you know um agency and then lorraine as well being latina i always thought oh man we need we need more of this because mm -hmm. our the latino community in phoenix is booming right right <clears throat> and so we need some more um diversity as yeah. well represented um the other thing i wanted to ask is what advice would you give someone that's starting barely starting in that journey of do i want to go into social mm -hmm. work and if maybe they're starting that what, what would you say i would I would really encourage someone who is new to social work and who is pursuing a social work career to really, um, really consider doing advocacy work. Um, I know that, um, especially, well, from what I experienced at ASU, it's really focused on direct practice. Yeah. And it's focused on kind of making social workers therapists, which is good. We need uh, we need that, but don't forget that the personal is systemic and vice versa. Yeah, um, and true. Um, you will be a much more effective social worker if alongside helping your, your clients and, and your communities, you're also looking at that um, advocacy piece. Yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> One of the things I remember working at the um, crisis center was those students that would, would come in and doing their internship for their MSW. And I'm like, this is, you're going to know if this is really what you want to do after you, after here. <laughs> yeah. Because there was that therapeutic piece we offered. There was that direct care piece we right. offered. Um, the advocacy piece, working with, with the system, with the with DCS, yeah, yeah. working with the criminal justice system, working with our, the police officers that were bringing right. in mm -hmm. uh, children. Um, it had a kind of an array. So I, I did appreciate that experience. I'm like, man, I wish I would have had something like this coming mm -hmm. up. But I always like to ask, like, what would you uh, tell others that are just coming up and they're trying to decide what their focus, mm -hmm. you know, is, is going to be? And not to, and I, I want to make sure and say, you know, social work is, is, um, heavy work and I don't think we should sugarcoat it either. We, we deal, and I say we, you deal with a lot, I'm sure a lot of your, um, clients' stories and their yeah, family stuff yeah. that's going on, right? you right. know, um, you're going to know firsthand when so-and-so isn't coming to the class because mm -hmm. of whatever's going on at home, yeah. perhaps it could be affected by our current, you know, policy stuff that's going on, you know, with our communities. Mm -hmm. So with that, I was going to ask you, how do you decompress? <laughs> I always have to talk about the yes, mental health piece. Yes, like how, <laughs> how do you decompress and, and kind of, um, take care of you? Yeah. Um, well, um, one of the other things that I learned from Lorraine is to process. Um, oh, she was very good at always, after a, a meeting or after an event, especially if it was a very heavy or emotional or sensitive uh, meeting, we would check in and we would process, like, how did you feel about that? What did you notice? What behaviors did you notice? Why did you do that? Why did you say that? 
why did he say that? Mm -hmm. So we would just mm -hmm. process and, and, um, that stuck with me and now I need to do that. Yeah. Like after I've had a really long and difficult week and like this whole transition that unlimited potential is in right now. Yeah. Um, I find that if I don't do that, um, I start to get really anxious and I start to kind of doubt myself or I start to feel like I don't want to come to work. Um, it's that fatigue that starts to come right, when you're absorbing right. all of this stuff. And yeah. so I like actually having someone to, to help you process what's happening in a, like in a neutral way, mm -hmm. um, is one of the ways that I decompress. Um, and so I've been having to kind of find safe outlets to do that with someone who can stay neutral and who could process with me. And then it just helps me gain more clarity around, um, my role and what I need to do. Um, but I, I also have very, very clear boundaries. Okay. I try not to work more than, uh, I want to say 40 hours, but I know that it's sometimes more than that. Sure, but sure. I try to, you know, have at least one day completely off from work where yeah. I'm not doing any work at all. And it's really important that I spend time with my family. Um, yeah. And like spend time with them. Like I can be, you know, at my mom's house for an entire Sunday. And that's like, <laughs> yes, you know, like yes. I, that's nourishing my soul, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and, and I do yoga and it's very important that I, I go to yoga, um, at least three times a week. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Wow. Um, I try to go, I try to go every day, but you know, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, schedule. Um, and just have balance. If I know that I'm going to work a 12 hour day, I try not to, you know, I try to minimize how much I work the next day and it's hard. Um, but I, I try to be strict like that. Cause otherwise, well, you know, oh, you, yes. you can work 80 hours easy. Ooh, yeah. And it's funny cause I try to explain to people. It's like, it's not that, um, I love my job. Like yeah. I love what I do. And so I'm so, you know, invoked in it and, right, and right. I just, and I want, I'm in it because I, I'm excited about it, and then I'm next to you. Know it's I'm I. It's eleven o'clock. Yes, oh my yes. god! I need to go to bed. I know, right? <laughs> and, and it's like I want to say yes to everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. like oh yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. Yes, I will be there. I'll go to that meeting. Mm -hmm. I'll go to that event. And I have to like I have to be very disciplined in like stopping myself and saying no. You're gonna come home at eight o'clock. Yes. you know, four days out of the, this week, you yeah. know, no, you can't do that. Like you need to have boundaries and, and that's, and Lorraine has been very, um, kind of like scolding me, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like Isabel, you cannot, you know, you're working too much. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, oh, you're right. Yeah. I can't. And then my family's really good with keeping me in check too. Oh, good. Yeah, they like. Oh, are you working another Saturday? You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, oh, and yeah. like I remember okay. those. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I just having very clear boundaries and being very, very like firm. Like, I'm sorry, I cannot do that. And and you know, people understand. Mm -hmm. No one gets mad mm -hmm. when you say they shouldn't. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm wondering about our relationship. That's right. That's right. Like. <laughs> Um, and I've been very fortunate to be surrounded by folks who really uh, believe in me and who've kind of lifted me and, yeah. and who've said like, yeah, Isabel, go take care of yourself, you know, and, and that's, I would, that's what I want to give to others too. Um, and there's, 
there's a lot of young Latinas right now in the work, in the movement. Yeah. And it's just so important that they take care, that we take care of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so important. I mean, self-care is part of the resistance. Mm, um, I like that. Yeah, like yeah. if, you know, let's, statistically, we're not supposed to be healthy, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know, yes, and, and know really, like, mean. staying healthy is one way to to resist and mm -hmm. to and to fight back and and to help others yeah. and so i really believe in that and and so that you know i i think we need to love ourselves in that way oh i love that i'm and we'll, we'll end we'll end the, the conversation there um isabel garcia thank you so much for coming on of course thank for, you um more information about unlimited potential i'll put their website on my show notes so you can check out their upcoming classes and their announcements for any of you that are interested. Thank you.